Hey everybody, this is Everqueer. My name is Damien. And my name is Brandon. And welcome to our first episode. Our first real episode. So, how are you? Good sir. I'm much better than I have been in the last week. Yeah. I was dying. You don't sound much better, but neither do I. Thanks. being real. Um... So, we both are a little under the weather, so even though we are both on testosterone, we might sound a little gravelier than normal. Yeah, we're not doing it on purpose. No. We're just sick. <laughs> we're both just... We keep giving up each lungs. other crap. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit about us. I'm officially a little over three months on testosterone. Oh, that's exciting. I forget that you're like... Two months ahead of me. I know. I'm a month and a half. And that's really exciting. But aside from me being two months ahead of you, you are still getting changes far faster than me. Which is I fine. started on a higher <clears throat> dose and yes. I also started on an estrogen blocker. Yes. Um and so it, do we want to go through kind of how our tea has gone? Sure. Um so when I first started, I started out on a point two. two cc and then two weeks later he upped it to three and then t- three weeks ago he upped it to point four cc's and an estrogen blocker so now I'm up to just about a normal dose and I've had my first um, blood test come back and I was at just under 400 for my T level so yeah 400? yeah when they told me about <clears throat> mine it was my estrogen level was 35 and my testosterone was 30 so I don't know what 400 means well so if we're going off of so for somebody who is assigned female at birth who stays assigned female at birth it it stays under a hundred a hundred units a hundred i don't I don't know what the unit of measurement is um but for men, the levels go between i think a low level is five hundred and a high level is about. 1200 right but those numbers are those numbers seem really strange to me because they told me ng slash dl um but they told me that so my estrogen and my testosterone were only like five points apart whatever unit measure unit of measurement it is uh milligrams is it milligrams no it's ng i don't know anyway but they told me that they wanted to see those numbers flipped so I don't know. I don't know what you know of measurement I'm using or why our numbers are so different. <clears throat> but anyway, I didn't look at it the first round when they first did it before I started T, but now it's just under four hundred in G slash DL. So I guess I'm I'm getting there. I'm still lower than the low male, but. I was still on a low dose at that point. He hadn't upped it, so 
Well, I have not sense. gotten my three month labs mm. done yet. <clears throat> um, that's in April, but um, I'm noticing a lot of changes. Like my voice is much deeper, like noticeably deeper. Yeah. Um, than it used to be. We've definitely both got the voice breakage going. Yes. Like my voice cracks to the point of like, I have to whisper because there's just nothing coming out. Feel free to tease us in the comment section down below. Yeah. Everyone else does. In our reviews. Yeah. Because it's part of becoming a man, right? The toxic masculinity of. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> um. What else you got? You got some facial hair sprouting. Yeah, I do. I've got um, my little beard coming in. Coming in dark red. Your, your total of 20 chin hairs. Hey, you know what? I can't count them anymore, so that's good. It's 20 more than I have, so... And it's almost <laughs> touching. Like, Is right, it? Yeah, because now I've got a few hairs sticking out. Well, your finger's in the way. Oh, well, yeah, because I'm showing you where they are. Nice. So, it's just like a finger width. From actually having like a full beard that touches, yeah. Instead of just having like a small the patch two here, patches, and small yeah. patch here, <laughs> um, like a dog that's been beat up in a fight, right? And patches of fur. I have mange. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but what else you got? Those are the two. So my voice and my beard are the two biggest things. But I've had a lot of people ask me if I've lost weight. And a lot of people tell me that my face looks different than it used to. They don't really know what's different about it. They just think it looks different. Are you getting uglier? Probably. Yeah. That seems to have happened in my life <laughs> as I get older. Um, uh, what about uh, acne? No, not anymore not, than not I used to. The normal. The um, doctor was really worried about it, too, because she was like... She grabbed my face when she was initially doing the... Um, the 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 first Blood one draw? whatever no the, like the first assessment where she was like um okay well these are your levels okay. this is what i think yeah. you're going to be good like this will be good for you but she was like you're going to have to really watch your acne um and when you come in for your thir- 3 month blood draw um we'll assess your acne then and see if we need to get you on some medication for it and so I was... Yeah, I haven't really noticed you breaking out at all. I mean, I still do break out or like when I'm supposed to have that time of month, but... Well, I just mean more than this is more right. than normal. But, is what um, I was going out. but that's it. That's the only time I break out still. Um, and so I was kind of hoping that it would... I would have a little bit more of a breakout just so I could get on acne medication for it. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but I think I might talk to her about it anyway just to see because it's not like I'm going to get pregnant. And that's really the biggest concern with that medication. Right. And it's not like you can't ask for that medication regardless. <laughs> right. Well, Open she didn't want to give it to me at first because she wanted my levels to even out. Yeah, I feel that. And then she wanted to go from there. But um, I'll probably ask for it anyway. I definitely think that my acne got a little bit worse, at least at the beginning. It's kind of leveling out now. Um, Your skin looks good. Thanks. It's the It's the motherly glow. No, so... I definitely did break out for a hot minute there, and it was really fugly, but uh, <laughs> welcome back to the 90s, right. everybody. Um, but no, I, I think that it's definitely leveled out, um, and I'm not near as fugly as I was. 
Well, I can definitely tell a difference in your voice. Probably more so than you can. Yeah. I I hear my voice in my head mm-hmm. every day. So it, And I think that that happens a lot with trans men. Uh, is they don't notice when their voice drops. Um, but everybody around them does. Um, so I went to a family function last night. And one of the girls hasn't seen me since I started tea. And she was there last night. And, and she I, was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she, she legit was just like, oh my gosh, it's such a huge difference. And then she was like stroking my face. And she was like, oh. But your face has a gravitational pull. Because you're so adorable. Ew. Aunt Fugly. <laughs> you're welcome. That's... I gotta balance that out. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Anyway. So, yeah, those are... How was your family event? Other than um, that? It was good. We watched... Nice and accepting? Some... Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty great. Chosen family, right? Chosen family, for sure. I, I should clarify that. Yeah. They're definitely not uh, blood-related. Um, so, to go um, and into a little bit more detail, both of our given families are right assholes. So, um, we have created a nice... Man-made family. Yes. Self-made family. Self-made family that is very supportive and very accepting. Definitely. Yeah, these people are fantastic. <laughs> um, when I was coming out to... It was actually my, my best friend's uh, mom and his whole family... And his parents are still married. They've been married for like 20-something years. I think right at 20 years. Or no. 30. 40. Whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> I can go up a number too. <laughs> um, whatever their their big anniversary is. They're still together after so many years. And of the day that I was coming out to his mom, she was she guessed it before I said anything. That's cute. And she was like, I love you. I support you. You're still the same person. She's so cute. I know. She's the cutest. Uh, any other changes that we want to talk about? I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. Snackage is definitely important. Uh, that's That's one of the things. So the first couple of weeks, I was just like, I'm not seeing any changes. I'm just, I just want to eat everything. Inside. Yeah. Um, but now I think I want to say my hunger has leveled out, but I think it's more of just me getting used to the fact that I'm hungry all the time. Yeah. Um, my doctor said, uh, because I went for my three months and he said that my, my hunger should level out in the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to that and not eating my lovely wife to be out of house at home. Although <clears throat> she has some bomb food. <laughs> yes. Um, have you ex- so aside from that one H? Have you experienced the other two H's? Hot and horny. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, the hot specifically. And I'm I just think like, that yeah, it's like but, thirty-eight degrees outside, and I'm like yeah, covered but in sweat. I feel like we were we were both pretty hot natured to begin with. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that that last one is typically considered more placebo than anything, but. The horny one? Uh-huh. But it still could ring true. I don't know if it's TMI, but... I mean, I kind of had a higher sex drive than most average people that I... I mean, yeah. 
that I know of anyway. Yeah, I mean, to I begin feel like, with before testosterone. I feel like this is going to be a pretty personal podcast. So between us and all of you guys, let's let's just keep this a secret. Um, let let's respect our TMI. No, so I I've heard that you know some trans guys are like, oh, like it absolutely isn't a placebo. It totally is true, and other and other guys are like. It is what you make of it. Like, yeah. If you think that you're going to become more horny, you're going to be. If you just say that it's a placebo and don't fall into it, you don't notice a change. So I don't. I don't really know where I stand with that. But <clears throat> I mean, I I just think I think my sex drive was higher before testosterone to begin with, and the tea doesn't help. And the tea just yeah, <laughs> kind of emphasized it. But I'm not like going around humping everything in sight and. Like, it's not uncontrollable. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Which. Which is what. Gets me on the. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shots fired. I have a soapbox about it. Yeah. But we don't have to go into that right now. Yeah. We'll save that for the political aspect of this. Yeah. I am not out to my family. You are, but I'm not. I am. Um, I'm out to my immediate family. But I'm assuming that my extended family knows, just because my mom likes to tell my business. Yeah. I feel like that's all mothers, though. Probably. Um, no, I... I've been thinking more about that conversation that I'm inevitably going to have to have, mm-hmm. um, which is making my anxiety spike, which sucks. But I am not currently out to my parents, simply because... As being raised um, very Southern Baptist and um, knowing that my parents are very conservative and very close-minded, when I was out as gay... Same. Yeah. When I was out as gay, they didn't necessarily take it the best and decided to send me to therapy to fix me. And I shudder to think about what they will say when I tell them that I'm trans. Right. And I'm going by a different name and different pronouns. And Well, the initial response of my parents were, um, I was actually going over there to have a conversation with them about... Just your mother. Yeah, originally it was just my mom. Um, about being gay and things like that. And I had decided then, because our relationship has been really rocky and distant and pretty much non-existent other than the fact that um, I'm not going to exclude her from my son's life as long as she doesn't push her beliefs Beliefs. on him yeah and allows me to raise him the way i want um but then it ended up being both my parents and it ended up just me like within the first five minutes of sitting down i was like i'm trans (laughs) fuck you guys (laughs) so uh that that was fun it was a three hours of us screaming and yelling and then well, it was about an hour of us screaming and yelling, and then the last... And mom crying. Yeah. yeah. And the last two hours of us just basically talking in circles. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, when it comes to my parents, I can't handle my mom crying. That's something that I'm afraid of. I know that they won't take kindly to it. But also something that I'm really nervous about is the fact that I've already started tea. Right. 
and I've already started noticing changes, my voice being one of them. So it's not like they don't know. They they have there's something that they know. They have um, to know something is going on. Absolutely. Otherwise, um, they're just in complete in denial, and that's which is absolutely the case. Yeah. But so they have to know something, and by the time summer hits, my voice is going to have its main drop i think and that's gonna be real hard to hide yeah definitely um and so it's gonna have to be a conversation one way or the other because even just where my voice is right now it hurts to push it up oh yeah to try it like because i i work in customer service so i have to have the customer service voice and because i'm a manager i specifically have to and so it's very difficult for me to raise my voice up an yeah. octave, so there's no hiding it. That that customer service voice is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call it my white person voice. <laughs> That's absolutely what it is. A hundred percent. If it's a black person, if it's another Hispanic <clears throat> person, I can talk in my normal person voice and it be absolutely fine. They will not take any offense to it, but they will treat me normally. <clears throat> it's a white person. Yeah. Especially an elderly white person. Forget it. <laughs> Well, and I work in a place where the demographic is mostly middle-aged white people. Yeah. So, that's fine. <coughs> well, what's really interesting now is, so you work with customer service. I work with kids um, in a school district. Um, it was really interesting starting the school year going by Mr. Damien. But then not necessarily understanding why it was mister mm-hmm. and now them violently putting two and two together and and my voice like they're not coming straight out and saying anything right um but i can def- i definitely know that they've noticed some changes which is interesting to watch them um grow and put two and two together I have a lot of um, uh, regular customers who come in quite a bit, like enough that I know some of their kids' names and like I know their order. And- yeah, yeah, and um, so they've they I've come out to most of the regular customers, the ones that I like anyway, the ones that I care about enough to let them know, and then you know they know me by name, and so having them transition, uh, I didn't expect I didn't expect it to go the way it has. Everyone that I've told so far, as far as my customers are concerned, they're just like, yeah, they're like, we love you as a person. We don't care what you look like on the outside. And I'm like, you guys don't even like, we've known each other for three years and you guys are this accepting and open about it. And, and yet our parents are, yeah. And my parents are like, no, you're, you were born a woman. Yeah. Like what? I was also born six pounds eight ounces a lot has changed <laughs> since then right. <laughs> that's a really good point <laughs> i just hit myself in the face <laughs> yeah that was classy careful, careful you'll knock your beard hairs off <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> like all 17 of them? 
No, I think you've gotten up to like 22. Probably. Yeah. That sounds right. Does it feel right in your beard hairs? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's all that matters. <clears throat> Don't be judgy. This is our podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> no. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, so what else do our lovely listeners need to know about us? Uh, we apologize for who we are as people. <laughs> and, and what comes out of our mouths 98% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're from Texas. Um, sort of. We live here. We yeah, live we, in Texas. We live in Texas. <laughs> Our podcast is based currently in Texas. Currently. Damien wants us to move to Colorado. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm not opposed to moving to Colorado. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. It could. But it's not. But it could. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to fly by the seat of your pants and just... Take the leap of faith. Just go for it. May I just say he would never do that? But I'm the one who does that shit. <laughs> Very true. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so we're a podcast. He does a lot of shit talking. So yeah, we're a podcast based in Texas. Um, the grand old state of Texas. Please never do that again. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hope you felt like part of your soul died. Um, yes. Love I it. am in my early 20s. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am, Brandon uh, over there is really old. I'm much closer to 30. Yeah, late 20s. Oh, gross. <laughs> I hate that. Um, it's all right. Age is just a number. It's how you feel on the inside, right? So I'm 97. <laughs> right. <laughs> The problem is now that because of the testosterone and the estrogen blockers, I now have the insides of a 14-year-old boy, like... And a 60-year-old woman. Right. But the, but my skeleton is that of a 60-year-old. Yeah, that's So great. those two things don't go well together. So Plus he just broke an ankle. I want... So. Yeah, that's true. For the second time in six months. <laughs> yeah. The same ankle. Yeah. Um, if you hear any random background noises that we could not possibly edit out, it is either <laughs> one, my piece of shit of a cat who is adorable. Um, you can find her on our Instagram. Or two, Brandon's kiddo. My child, who is currently <laughs> snoring. On the couch. I'm somewhat jealous <laughs> Who also, of him. Who's also recovering from a sickness. True. Everyone has been sick. Um, our lovely... <laughs> fuck off. I said Zali over there with her little... <clears throat> our lovely um, producer... Our lovely producer is my wife-to-be, Zali. She is fantastic in every way and... Under- and she's always right. And she's always right. And she no understands all of this way more than we do. We're just kind of the comedic effect of this podcast. Yep. She's the true. life and brains. Um, <clears throat> she's the behind the scenes. We're just kind of the vase. Absolutely. Um, but hopefully we can get her in on some episodes and get her to talk some. Because she is very, very intelligent. 
and knows her shit way more than we do. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> She's like, here, talk about this. And, and we kind of we skip do. we kind of skim <laughs> the article where she's done the research. Yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, so moving on to our yikes segment. Yikes. What crazy shit have people said to you this week? So this let me just explain weeks? that we're planning on doing an episode um a segment in each episode called Yikes, and this is where um, dumb people say dumber things to us, or about us, or about... It doesn't have to necessarily be about trans people, but it can be um, queer, people can of be, color, yeah, queer, LGBT-related, anything. Yeah. Any, uh, any, any one of the marginalized communities. Um, and I have a great one for you. Dumb shit people say... Go ahead. So, so normally this is going to be your your segment because you work in community uh, or in customer service, and I'm so, exposed to a lot more dumb people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, however, uh, last week I had the lovely experiment uh, experience of having to go to dinner with my given family. Don don don. Um, from there. I told them that I had been babysitting earlier that day. And so they inquired who I was babysitting for and how much I got for it. And oh, I was like, you threw me under the bus. And so I was like, no, I did it as a favor for my friend <laughs> because he's great. Um, and so I wanted to show off how cute your little kiddo was. That being said... <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I only have one picture... Of you and your munchkin. So, I only have one picture of you and your little munchkin, mm -hmm. and it's this one. Aw, that is a cute one. It, it's, a, it's a solid one, for those of you who might be looking on YouTube. So, I'm talking about you. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was babysitting for Branton. He has a date, and, and so I was just doing a favor to him, you know, whatever. And I pull up this picture. And they were like, that doesn't look like a boy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so so my mom immediately asks, oh, is well, that... Well, also has my dead name at the top. Yes. Which but... you can crop out, by the way. Yes, I should. Um, but, so, I don't even think that she got that far. Um, I think she was just solidly looking at the picture because she doesn't even know what Snapchat is. Sure. Um... <clears throat> And so, so she's looking and she goes, oh, like, is that Brandon's girlfriend or wife or, and I was like, no, that, that's Brandon. And I just stare down. <laughs> Didn't she ask if that was, um, his mom? Yeah. Basically, is that Bentley's mom? Oh, well, <clears throat> I mean, that's not incorrect. Right. But I didn't want to get into that. Okay. And so, so I go, No. That's Brandon. And I just stared her down. <laughs> and she just goes, Oh, he's pretty. <laughs> it was the best. Fantastic. Because I could see. Fuck your mom. I could see how uncomfortable she was. 
and it That's was so great. fantastic. It is a lovely picture of you guys, though. Yeah. It's very cute. And but I it, don't. It think, does look like I have makeup on, though. It, but it's the, the filter. filter. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that you necessarily look feminine. Um, no. But, but gauges definitely help with that, I think. But but no, you you look adorable, and I just oh, it was the best. And I didn't tell you about it then because I wanted it to do it here with a live reaction. Perfect. I love your mom already. She's great. Um, I can't wait to meet her. In all the worst ways. <laughs> right. I love my mom, but... Um, and she does her best, but sometimes I wish that her best was just a little bit better. That's definitely understandable. Yeah. Because same. Um, but yeah. She was definitely um, more than a little more judgmental of the fact that I seem to have been doing you a favor for nothing. Which was interesting. How dare you? I know, right? How dare I do something How for dare friends a friend. do things for the for each other? <clears throat> That's unheard of. Which she does all the time, so I don't even know. Um but yeah, so there's my yikes. Uh I don't I won't typically have many because again, I don't work in customer service like you do. Well, but, I've got one. Um it's not. It's actually not from my work, which usually these come from my work. Right. This is why we came up with this segment is because people say dumb shit to me all the time. Um, but it came from a family member. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Church I actually given. Given. Nice. And I actually tweeted about it. Um, <clears throat> and Zali saw it and she commented on it. But uh, <clears throat> I had a, um, a family member of mine tell me that he met he's met quite a few lgbt people and they're the most accepting and understanding people he's ever met but he still doesn't believe in being gay or trans and i was like okay first of all I like the fact that he's he's accounting this like believing in the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. Right. Like like if he doesn't believe in them all of a sudden we don't exist. I don't have to pay taxes. I wish. I don't have to um, work. Wouldn't that work be so great? Or yeah. How, <clears throat> in the words of the movie God's Not Dead. <laughs> a perfect movie to quote in a podcast like this. How can you hate something that doesn't exist? Exactly. And and if he doesn't believe in it, how can he hate it? Yeah. So. It's a solid <clears throat> quote, actually. It is. It is a very solid quote. Um, it's a little bit out of context, but we don't have to talk about that. That wasn't very nice. I did it quietly. You did it right into the mic. I was gonna do. I was gonna do something louder, but then oh, I was like, no, do? I don't know. I was going to make a noise to get Zali's attention. Yeah, so basically our yikes, <clears throat> our yikes segments are going to go something like that. Where we just talk about sh- shitty things that shitty people tell us. Typically from customers. Sometimes from family members. Yeah. Um. So moving on, the next thing that we kind of want to broach on is kind of things that are happening in real life um major events events that are happening with the lgbt community 
Um, whether they are good or bad is up to the media. That's true. Especially um, with the way they're worded and how they're, how the articles are written specifically. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how we're going to go into our next segment. Would you like to go first or should I? I'll go. Awesome. Again, our lovely producer has sent us some some news articles, um, or we find them on our own throughout the week, and we look forward to talking about them every week. We're trying not to make this a super political podcast, however, it might turn into such. Yeah, I mean, we just have, we have strong opinions about things, and... Yes, we do. We just read the articles and kind of go off of that, instead of, um, (coughs) like, our goal isn't to make it political, but some of the articles are political. Absolutely. Because people don't like trans people, or... LGBT people. LGBT people at all. Or people of color. Yeah. Or people who are different. Where people who are not straight, cis, white, hetero, normative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, my first article is about India Moore. Um, I don't know if... Have you heard about this one? I have not. So, she posts on Twitter about how... Um, well, see, and I'm not really on Twitter, so that's probably part of the reason why I haven't heard of it. That's true. Um, but this, yeah, this did kind of blow up on, on gay Twitter quite a bit. Or LGBTQ Twitter. Right. More, more so than just gay Twitter. But it says, um, trans women's penises are biologically female. And I understand her point, and I don't disagree with it. And her basic, she's basically saying... Um, your body was born like you were born this way, right? You were born with a penis, so <clears throat> biologically, if you're a trans woman, your penis is then female, right? All right, I feel that. And so, and then she goes on to explain that penises and vaginas don't Have- determine <laughs> your gender. <laughs> they don't, and they absolutely do not. <clears throat> well, and that just goes to show. I feel like if Back in the day, we decided to try to make things different by just changing, saying that vaginas are masculine and penises are feminine, the world would be a completely different place. Right. Absolutely. And um, part of her... So who's to say a penis is masculine or feminine? It's not. Like... A penis is a type of genitalia, it, it's a type of organ, it's a type of organ specifically, typically assigned to a certain sex, but that is completely outside of gender or our gender character, like our gender norms. Right. And the article goes on to talk about how um, they think being trans might actually be starting to develop in the womb um and it's not necessarily like uh nurture right it's not not outside forces or environmental forces necessarily um that it 
it could be there's a part of the brain called the insula and they're saying that it plays an important role in body image self-awareness and empathy and these scientists are trying to figure out if in the womb that your biological sex is created and your gender identity both are created within the womb around the same time that's interesting um, I think that she could have worded it a little bit differently. I agree. Um, but I, I think that she was coming from the right place. Uh, yeah, and I I don't disagree with her ideal. Oh, absolutely not. I think that she's going, like, that's a really strong opinion, but it's a really, like, positive opinion. Right, and she, she went on to say that um, cisgendered people have not only stolen the word biological but appropriated it absolutely and <clears throat> which i thought was a really good point is the word biological doesn't belong to cisgender people like that's biological doesn't mean that biological means like this is how you were born like this is naturally what occurred in your body or to your body or you know whatever however you want to word that but i do agree with the mindset behind it and I do agree with um she said at the, like the last part of her her statement that went more into it than just her tweets were uh, it her last statement was um I hope cis people can one day get past penises and vaginas oh I hope so too and I absolutely agree with that well, statement and and this is something that I saw that I almost picked an article to be that I think goes really hand in hand with how how your article is set up it's really interesting how important quote unquote important penises and vaginas are to cis people and um, there have been some really interesting Interviews. I'll say interesting. Um, I have some other stronger words that I could use to describe it, but I'll go with interesting. Interviews that people have done with trans women where the interviewer will go so bold as to say, well, if I saw you naked, would you look like a biological female? Like, what the shit? But why does my <clears throat> genitalia have anything well, to do with you? And so, like, why does that matter? So the... And I didn't end up saving this one, but I thought it was really interesting. Um, the person who was writing the interview, I thought, did a really good way of, of talking about it. Because these interviewers were asking about these trans people's genitalia, the person who was covering it went so far as to say, that's like asking a man if he's circumcised. Right. Would you go up and ask him that? No. You wouldn't. It's completely inappropriate. So why are you now going and asking a trans person what's in their pants? It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't change who they are. It doesn't change how you should look at them. And so I think that what your person was saying is really important because yeah, genitalia should be taken out of out of this the brooch of gender identity because it's not a distinguishing factor. It, it's not a deciding factor of whether or not 
that person that you see is a male or a female. And second of all, what like what does it matter to you what's in their pants? It does not affect you. Right. Are you and, sleeping like, with them? Unless you are dating that person and you have plans to have sex with that person, it does not matter. Was that loud? Okay. Well, and you see it a lot with intersex people <clears throat> where the parents choose a gender and then later on that's not how that person identifies that's not a gender that they feel right correct in and so then it doesn't matter what the parents thought was the right gender like it just it wasn't meant to be if you just leave the kid alone like, yeah and so they have a choice right and then like you know it's like Dolly was saying about the intersex kids like a lot of times parents will not only choose a gender and have them like raise them as that gender but they will choose they, a surgery yeah they mutilate their bodies at a very and, very young and age and now intersex people are feeling very mutilated and feeling very attacked almost yeah that would be a really fun subject to to talk about one day if we could get somebody who was intersex to come and do an interview i would agree that that would, that be, would really be cool that would be really informational i think So yeah, I think that that's very interesting. I think that we should stop worrying about it. I saw a political comic that was about the whole trans bathroom bills and not and going into the bathroom that you were assigned at birth. And it was this cop who had stopped a trans woman from going into the women's bathroom mm -hmm. and was like, I'm sorry, we're not going to have any more men in the women's bathroom and right at that moment you see two trans men walking into the women's bathroom saying oops sorry wrong bathroom and walking into the women's bathroom full beard full like right. full transition and you're like so when is it okay and when is it not right you don't want men in the bathrooms you you want to take genitalia so far as that's the deciding factor but is it really no i just wish people could expand their tiny little brains past the binary. Absolutely. Like, because gender is so far beyond binary. Yeah. It's absolutely a spectrum. And there are scientists who back that information up. And, um, you know, like, uh, uh, in all seriousness, when it comes down to it, who cares? Like, yeah, why is it this like, big of a deal to you? And we're like, you're not trans, you're not intersex, you're not, you know, you're, you don't identify as any of these things. Why does it matter? Right. Why do you care? So, on to my, um, my news article. I have a very exciting news article that I wanted to share with you as soon as I found it, but I held my tongue. Okay. So, guess... Oh no. Guess how amazing 
scientists are. Oh, they're phenomenal. Okay, do you want to know how phenomenal? Yes. Scientists have successfully created a usable penis to be implanted onto trans men. To what? answer your question from last week. To answer your question from last week. Or two weeks ago. So, and and I was bursting at the seams to tell you. So, here's what's happened. And and so there's a there's a few fucked up things about this this article. Okay. Um, the fact that they tested on poor bunny rabbits. Yes, I. They can test it on me. That's fine. Yeah, I, I, and I volunteer as well. They, they tested it on rabbits first, um, which is my only drawback. I'm like, those poor rabbits. Mm-hmm. But now they have a penis, so good, good for them. Good for them. Um, Happy for them. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm not necessarily all for animal cruelty and testing and stuff like that. But, me either. <clears throat> um. So, what has happened? is scientists use donor penises or as we were talking about penises that are no longer being used <laughs> um and they they put them in a type of solution that that kind of cleanses the the cells okay so, when you get a heart transplant or a liver transplant or anything like that, the biggest risk is the host attacking the the right. organ. Right. It's being rejected. Right. So, they cleanse the cells and introduce the new person's cells before ever attaching so that won't happen. That seems like a really good place to start. Right. And so so this this article says currently there are not a lot of options for trans men. True. The there are only two. There's a phalloplasty which takes or if we're going in steps, there's the metoplasty which takes a, the already enlarged clit from the clitoris from the taking testosterone Mm -hmm. and cutting it loose, Mm -hmm. letting it hang further outside the body. Right. And then the step further from that is the phalloplasty where they take a skin graft from somewhere on the body, typically the forearm or the leg, and they create a somewhat, somewhat more useful penis out of it but it's not and then they have the the um they have the testicle it's not real yeah the scrotum that it's not real it's artificial yes artificial thank you couldn't think the word and then they have the artificial scrotum that can be attached um but it's not what we want obviously it's not anywhere close to being a cisgender penis would be right this is a completely amazing 
way of mind-blowing thing where they so they've they've taken the donor penis soaked it in enzymes that removed the donor cells and then they use the patient cells so there's no adverse reactions okay and the reason why they tested on rabbits first is to make sure you know everything worked but the cool thing about it is out of the i think 12 rabbits that they tried all 12 of them like like none of them rejected it that's fantastic all of them were uh, like attempted sex with the new organ and from there so all rabbits attempted to mate like rabbits eight ejaculated and four produced offspring wow that's insane isn't that cool four out of 12 but i mean that's just the first try too like that's just the first and so they're hoping in the next five years to start a the the human test subjects right but like even that like that's a third yeah on the first try on the first try like that's amazing which is yeah mind-blowing absolutely it's so fucking cool that's that's fantastic like this is the kind of steps that we've been looking that we've been waiting for yeah and as as somebody me personally like i have a lot of dysphoria none i wouldn't say none a very limited amount is featured around bottom dysphoria right i don't i don't typically have a lot of bottom dysphoria um, I mean, obviously there is a little bit, but that's unavoidable, unavoidable being trans. And so the how inefficient the surgeries have been, I've, I've never wanted bottom surgery. Right. It's too dangerous. It's too, too dangerous. There's too many risks. It's too expensive. Yeah. The results are nowhere near par. Right. Because then um, you, uh, when you first came out, you found this guy and you were so excited because he had bottom surgery. And then we found out he had a website where he had detailed what each surgery looked like, and then each subsequent surgery where everything um, that went wrong, everything that went wrong, and he in total ended up having, I think eight, seven or eight surgeries. And originally it was only going to be like a four-part surgery. Yeah, and. Like, he, all the extra surgeries were because something kept going wrong. <clears throat> and, That's like, scary. Damien and I just looked at each other and we're like, hell no. <laughs> right. Like, this is not, like, I really hope that you don't have bottom dysphoria, but even if, if you do, like, no. Like, like, the little bit of bottom dysphoria that I have, like, before I had read this article, in the very, very far future metalloplasty if anything right but but that was like an if anything because right. it just the results aren't there right. but this if if the costs are somewhat reasonable i mean it's a transplant yes that's so, why i say somewhat and the way america's healthcare is yes um but no, that's that's a huge step. Like, yes, absolutely. And, and the the steps in which I would 
even go to get bottom surgery would be very far in the future. So hopefully by the time I even thought about it, it would be somewhat more accessible. But no, super cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really amazing. The fact that four of those rabbits were able to produce offspring from that, I was completely mind blown. Yeah, that's... But but the fact that all of them attempted so to cool. mate normally, eight of them, that's what, two-thirds? Mm-hmm. Attempt, like, were able to reach ejaculation. Like, it is completely functional. It is completely what we as trans men would want. Right. Yeah, that's so cool to me. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I thought you would. Sign me up for the next text, test subject. Yeah, right. I'll be a test subject. I'll I mean, try that out. Anything less than a functioning <laughs> penis is really a really expensive packer, right? <laughs> right. Am I wrong? Right. Like, <laughs> like you don't want to absolutely all the surgery and all of right, and you don't want to have to pump yourself up to get a boner. Like, right. You, it's just not what you. It's not. It's not the kind of results that is worth that amount of money. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. <coughs> I. Um. But yeah, like you're a hundred percent correct. Like packers are expensive. And even even at the bare minimum, even if the surgery didn't go all the way to where you could reproduce, you still have a penis. Like, I would be 100% okay without the reproduction. Yeah, with, the same. With just receiving the... A functioning the penis. The functioning penis with ejaculation and everything like that. Yeah, same. I don't really want to reproduce, so I don't care about that. Yeah. Just give me a penis that I don't have to... Yeah, right. Squish my balls to make it... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, if you think about it, that's just painful. Right. You can't think about it too much. That doesn't sound... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, so that was just... I feel like we both had pretty positive um, articles picked out so um my next article is actually really short and sweet and good it's a good thing okay in my opinion um and we can dissect it if we want but we can just leave it as topical too so disney um has just featured their first ever gay character that's awesome. Not cartoon. Right. It's it's in it's in one of their kids shows, right? Yeah. One of their kids shows. Um the kid I don't remember. And isn't he Jewish? I don't I don't I, re- I might know this one. Oh, so he's Jewish? I'm gonna say that he was. Um this article doesn't actually say if he is or not, but so the article is I don't even know the name of the show. Oh, it's called Andy Mack. Okay, so Disney has a show called Andy Mack and um they have their first ever character to utter the words I'm gay. Yes. And it was after the funeral of the main character's grandma. I mean he told his best friend that he was gay. And the best yes. friend said, Okay, 
cool. Yeah, the best friend was super supportive. Right. And and so um, I think that's really cool that they have it. And also, like, if you want to boycott Disney for having a gay character, you're boycotting basically, like, half of everything that's produced Absolutely. in America. Yeah. Because Disney now owns everything so yeah <laughs> so good no luck. i think that good that's wonderful that. well and and they really i feel like disney really took a step up with good luck charlie i don't know if you ever watched that show did you ever see good luck charlie um yeah i watched some of it when he was littler um they they featured an episode where they were trying to plan a play date with one of their with their youngest i don't remember her name um charlie no i don't think it was charlie i think charlie was a baby oh with the boy oh yeah okay i don't know that. um and it was with one of the girls in the class and both the mom and the dad of the, of charlie were were like oh yeah we like i talked to their mom and they said this like, well, I talked to their mom and they said this. Well, like, what's her mom's name? This? No, her mom's name is this. And they got so confused. And then when the play date was scheduled to happen and they, like, they came over to the house, oh, she had two moms. And they're like, oh. And, like, I feel like that was a really subtle way of, of showing a little bit of acceptance. Yeah. But going so far as to be like, having a main character saying I am gay is beyond now we just need Elsa to get a girlfriend who? Elsa oh yes I agree hashtag Elsa needs a girlfriend (laughs) for real though since Frozen came out give Elsa a girlfriend and like everybody's been blowing that that the new character in the teaser trailer is her girlfriend is her, yeah. her new love interest because Elsa has real lesbian vibes going on with her pantsuit <clears throat> which I'm not saying that they're right or wrong with the whole pantsuit thing but I think from the teaser trailer you get one glimpse of a new character we get one glimpse of the new character and in the entire teaser trailer one word is said <laughs> so I think that it's a little far to say that oh this new character is Elsa's girlfriend. I think that it's wishful thinking and right. Like the I wanted agenda. and I wanted as much as you do, but be a little realistic. Yeah, of course. All we want to do is just throw in cis heterosexual cis people's faces. Absolutely. That's that's the gay agenda after all. I I think the real gay agenda is is throwing it. Throwing LGBT people in cis people's faces, cis het people's faces, as much as they throw cis het people into our faces. Yeah. That's the real agenda. Just make it bare. And brunch. And brunch, yes. <laughs> um, but First yeah, brunch that's... and second brunch. Yes. And for us trans boys, third, lun- third brunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but no, that's that's the article, and I I, I thought that it was a pretty yeah, good step cool. in the right direction. Um, and also, like my my point behind that was just like Disney kind of owns like the majority of production companies nowadays. Right. Like it's definitely turned into a monopoly. 
Absolutely. So, good luck trying to boycott it. Just don't watch any TV ever again. <laughs> or go anywhere outside of your yeah. house. Um, and don't purchase anything. So, my last my last article, I, I feel like we we got a little tired last week of, of our sad, um, really depressing <laughs> articles, and we... It gets frustrating. It does. It gets frustrating to read all this stupid crap that happens um, constantly. And I, I picked another happy one. Good. Um, a transgender woman who is absolutely gorgeous. Aren't they all? Uh, yes. Named Carmen... launched the world's first range of specially designed lingerie for trans women. That is fantastic. Isn't that amazing? That's really great. Um, And so it's it's really, like, there's a really long article about it, and it talks about all of that information. But, like, in all honesty, it's just really... It's just really pretty lingerie that makes trans women feel way more comfortable about themselves and and tucks them a little bit better and it just makes them feel pretty and and it has lots of bows and really pretty colors and really feminine cool. and that's all you want during your most intimate times yeah. with with somebody else and I think that it's really spectacular and I wonder why it hasn't been done before yeah, but, that, that's really cool. But I think that it's really cool, and she did a really spectacular job. So, yay on her. Yeah, that's cool. And I think it's even cooler that it's trans... Um, that it's a trans woman who did it. Yeah. Absolutely. Trans-owned. Yeah. Um, that's like my um, my Sharps containers. Yes. They're trans-owned. I, I would love one of those. I've told Dyke Sally that I want one. I'm trying to get her to buy me one. Um, no, I think that that's really awesome. I feel like there's a lot less opportunities for lingerie for men, trans or otherwise. Men don't typically get the opportunity to feel quote unquote pretty or sexy or anything like that. Right. Um, you just have to be buff and look good in your boxer briefs. Right. And, and at the end of the day, you don't have to look pretty for sex, like sex is just about pleasure like or whatever but it's not and i i think that having some really cool trans lingerie for men out there too would be really cool yeah or just lingerie for men in general um i do quite like the leather harnesses i think they're kind of cool but aside from that you know more options would be awesome i agree those are our four articles for this week um Lastly, we we kind of want to hit on some growth topics. Um, I think that we are going to try to have one growth topic a, a week. And our listeners, are you guys are more than happy to, to reach out to us, to give us your own things that you want us to talk about. Um, we've got a list of things that we want to touch on, but if there are things that you think that need to be touched on first that need to be a priority we absolutely can do that 
Definitely. And also, if you have any yikes moments. <clears throat> Absolutely. Hit us up with your yikes yes, moments. Because I want to hear them. I, I want to read them. I shout out or whatever I got to do, but I will air those. Absolutely. I will air those yikes moments for sure. Um, they will be the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, we just kind of want to talk about coming out. Um, you guys are still getting to know us. And in turn, I think that we're going get to get to know you guys. Um, and so we want to talk about kind of our own coming out stories, either as gay or as trans and kind of some coming out tips, tips, tricks, just help because coming out is scary, which you shouldn't have to do. But yes, I agree with you. You shouldn't have to. And, and you are by no means required to do like nobody has to know your business. I would just like to throw that out there. Except for maybe a love interest. Yes, your love interest <laughs> is, is a little bit different. But outside of that, nobody like it's nobody else's business other than your own. So just always take heart in that. If you want to trust somebody with that, that's one thing. But at the end of the day, it's nobody else's goddamn business. Yeah. Um. So... Do you want to tell your coming out story as gay and otherwise? Um, yeah, definitely. So, uh, the first tip I would give to anyone who's coming out is to not come out on Facebook before you tell your family. Because that's what this guy did. <laughs> uh, I came out as gay. Yeah, I came out <laughs> Solly. She just, uh... She just said really to me. She whispered it to me under under her breath. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty shitty of me. But in fairness, um, I had told my friends and the people who I was becoming closer to and things like that first. And I didn't have a relationship with my parents, so I didn't care. So let's touch on how old were you when you came out? As gay? Yes. I came out at... Let's see, I'm... I think I was... 25. I want to say that. Yeah, 25. Because November was my two-year coming out anniversary. Yeah, so I would sense. like to point out, before you get further, there's no right or wrong way to come out, nor is there a perfect age to come out. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times you see, you know, these awesome, these awesome youth who ha- are coming out to their parents at a very young age, and and props to them. But you are just as valid coming out at age 13 as you are at age 25 or 55 mm-hmm. or 75. Yeah, I um, I had come out after I had my son. After I had already been... Anyway, so I came out after I had already had my son and I had already been married to a man and divorced from a man. Um... And I had moved back in with my parents to finish school, which didn't happen. I ended up not finishing school again. But anyway, that's a different part of the story. Um, it has to do with me coming out, but it's not It's not essential. Essential, yeah. So um, I came out as gay originally. It didn't go well. But my parents basically said if I didn't have my son with me, that they would have kicked me out that night. And so that was cute. Um, And our relationship 
we didn't have a good relationship at that point to begin with and yeah. it declined ever since and it just it got so much worse um and then about six months after i came out as a lesbian i very quickly realized oh this this still like it's something's not right, not right. Yeah. like um i still didn't feel right and i have known i've been told my like when i came out to my family everyone's response was well you're not feminine so like this isn't surprising and um so i always you know and i became more butch very very quickly well after i came out and i would like to point out not that it means anything if you are or aren't feminine before you come out as trans masculine just because it happens for some people again doesn't mean that it's always the case right but and that's what i was saying was like my family was stereotyping me absolutely um because i've never been feminine but there's a reason i've never been feminine absolutely and it it was a lot more than just me being a butch lesbian um, which i very quickly got into the role of i mean i came out and probably within a couple months i had started to purge my feminine clothing oh yeah um i owned a lot of plaid at the time at the Uh, time okay i still own a lot of plaid (laughs) but now i shop in the men's section of plaid (laughs) um and so six six months after i came out as gay i talked i was talking to my best friend one night and i was like hey something's not right um i don't i don't know if i identify as a lesbian and he was just like you like well like you're attracted to women so that's not the issue so like what's the issue um like where like where's your identity where's the discord yeah and so i basically was like i don't i don't know but like i think i might actually be trans and he was like okay well like let's figure it out like let's figure out if you are not that and um so he was a, a very pivotal um moment that that was a very pivotal moment in my life um and so i started playing with the idea of being trans and then um i just started kind of talking to people about it more and talking to him about it and then i got a girlfriend and i was her first at the time i was her first like girlfriend so it was a really weird situation for both of us where she has just finding out that she's attracted to women and i'm just starting to play with the idea that i'm not a woman right and so our relationship was really awkward. Um, I couldn't of, possibly see why. Right. And um, so I came out to her. I was trans uh, one night when we were we were sitting down talking. And I was like, hey, so here's where I'm at. And I don't want to have to, like, bring you down this road with me because I know you're still going through your thing. And so that was the first time I had ever said it out loud to anyone where I was like, <clears throat> I am trans. And so that that was um that was part of it and then i started coming out to friends and anyway so um i had started to come out to my friends and i started kind of um buying more masculine clothing and things like that uh and then my one of my friends good friends whom i now live with uh he does drag and does he still yeah yeah, and he dressed me up in boy drag one night, and I saw myself, and that's the night when I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm trans, and I want a beard. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want a beard. Beards are great. Um, and so, 
it just was kind of a snowball effect from that. And then... Um, and just recently you came out to your parents. Yeah. That didn't go well. It did not go well. Uh, <laughs> it, I We did a lot of yelling and screaming at each other, but it's fine. Um, but I do, I have a big support system and I have a lot of people in my life who are very supportive and very helpful and very much just there for me. So it's all worked out. Which is very important, I think, when you're coming out. Agreed. Um, so on the flip side, um, I came out, so I started questioning my sexuality a lot younger Oh, I knew that's what I was going to say. I knew I was attracted to women at four, oh, yeah. 14. I started questioning my sexuality a lot younger and and doing something about it, I guess. But coming from a very religious um, point of view, I I faced a lot of internal hatred for my own sexuality. Um, I did not think that I could be a Christian and be gay at the same time. Right. I fully believed that there was a God and that if I chose to be gay that he would just hate me and that I would go to hell because I was choosing my sexuality and happiness on earth over him. Okay. And that is a really hard thing to come to terms with as a 15 year old. Um, <clears throat> having that much self-hatred and self um and and just denial um really does a lot mm -hmm. and if you are one of those people who might be questioning your sexuality or is and you are religious please by no means think that god hates you because god does not hate you god made you unique and amazing and incredible in his image and he wants you to be happy. And that's something that took me a really long time to come to terms with and accept. Yeah. Same. Um, that's why I was 25. Yeah. After a divorce and a child. And so I, I started questioning my sexuality when a girl who was one of my friends told me that she had feelings for me. And I immediately backtracked. I was like, oh, well... Like, I'm sorry, I'm straight. You're um, funny. Yeah. And... Damien's got jokes. <laughs> and it took me a better part of, of that semester to kind of slowly inch toe by toe into that water of, okay, well, when I inevitably... Like, I'll, I'll try to date her, but when I inevitably don't like it, I can go back to dating boys. Right. Be, and be quote-unquote normal. Um... And the rest is history. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the only problem is we dated for an entire semester. And towards the end of my junior year, um, somebody kindly told my parents that I was gay. That is the worst thing imaginable. Not being able to choose the right time and moment for you to disclose something very personal is really hard yeah um and my my mother was not kind about it at all she told me some very harsh things and was very 
close-minded and in an effort to quote-unquote fix me she decided to send me to therapy and and that was really hard because I felt like I was being shamed for something that I did I couldn't control and that just kind of enforced the whole God hates me right and so because that's what our parents think right and so I struggled with trying to overcompensate for my sexuality um so something that you embraced after you came out I tried to erase uh I tried to be very feminine I tried to um to be what my parents wanted me to be, which made me more uncomfortable somehow. You know, the the trans kid in me was like, the fuck is this? Right. Um, <clears throat> and, and so the self-hatred grew even more, and I didn't know why. And so <clears throat> moving out once I graduated high school was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, I still lived with family, but not my immediate family. I lived with my grandparents, and they were so... I wouldn't say that they were more understanding, but they didn't know that I was gay, so that was easier. But they were also super chill about it. Mm -hmm. They're like, meh, you do you. Right. Which is funny. I've noticed a lot of um, people have told me these things. Their their grandparents are very much that way. Their grandparents are more accepting and understanding of who they are and the the generational gap like our parents age is very they're very not understanding and they're very much like you have to be this way and you have to do the things that i say yeah and you have to be this person that i wanted you to be or else you're a complete and utter failure yeah and grandparents most of the time are a little bit more understanding yeah. than that my grandma used to be a lot like my parents yeah and that with age she's really mellowed out you know yeah all the and the whole grandkids thing Min- menopause yeah. does that too yeah yeah <laughs> oh i know <laughs> going through it right now like when i told her like the stuff that my grandma calls and we talk about and what she tells me she's like yeah, like, your grandma was not like that when we were kids. Like, this is not the stuff we were talking about. She was not this easygoing. She, you know, she was more along the lines of your parents. And it, you know, that makes a lot of sense that they mellow out. Yeah. So, so once I was in college, um, I definitely started experimenting with gender expression a lot more. Um, I definitely got into... The bow ties. Which you rock, by the way. Thanks. Um, Ash Hardell, who is a YouTuber, um, I will shamelessly promote them because she is incredible. And uh, as well as their wife. Now, Ash's pronouns are they, them, right? Ash is pronoun indifferent. Okay. So... In the same sentence, you can use all three pronouns and be totally fine. Okay. <clears throat> and so, um, I definitely was influenced by Ash's gender expression and embraced the button-ups and bow ties. 
And that is how I started my college experience. Being literally as queer as I possibly could. Um, I rocked the snapbacks. Goal achieved, buddy. (laughs) Goal achieved. (laughs) Um, I rocked the snapbacks. I did button-ups and bow ties every day. And it was it was great. It is one of the things that allowed me to my lovely wife to be, so no regrets. Um gross. He disappointed when we met. He was not wearing what what I was promised. <laughs> um I was told he wore a strict uniform of snapbacks, button-ups, and bow ties and skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that was not what he was wearing. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fantastic. When I was going over to a friend's house, I was going to be a little more relaxed. Anyway, um, so in in college is when I started messing around with gender expression and starting to kind of question how I wanted to, to be seen. And I think that one of the things that really led me to coming more to terms with myself was not gender dysphoria because I didn't know what gender dysphoria was. Yeah. I didn't have a name to put with my feelings about my body, but gender euphoria. Um and that feeling that I would get every time I got quote unquote misgendered as male. Right. And and those moments made life so much better. Mm-hmm. And so once I was a sophomore, I think, in college, I got my first binder, which was great, except I was just getting it to try it out. I wasn't trans. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see. Okay. Um, and six months later, that Christmas... Um, I was sitting with Sally and we were talking about, okay, well, if I potentially was trans, what name would I go by? Weren't you like showing her? Oh, and and during this time I was watching countless trans videos, showing her countless top surgery videos, name reveals, gender reveals, all of that stuff. Yeah. I was doing the same thing with my best friend. I was and so, sending him these videos like, watch this surgery. This is so cool. Absolutely. And so... <laughs> Sally so just rolled her eyes at us. During, during, that, when, during that Christmas, uh, it, was, it was definitely a, well, I'm not trans. I think, if anything, I'm gender non-binary. I want to use... Which gen- could still t- kind of apply to you, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um... And not with the videos he was forcing me to watch. <laughs> okay, that's true. I, I just went, uh, okay, we're going to pretend that's a thing. <laughs> so, so at that time, like, and I wanted to use they, them pronouns, but, you know, I was still cis for the most part. Okay. Um, but if, if I wanted to go by a different name, what name would I go by? <laughs> So you were in complete denial at this point. Absolutely. Okay. And and that's when we picked out Damien. Have and you met Damien? <laughs> and then no, we're podcasting. Yeah. Shut up. And then in April that following year, um 
Zali had to sit me down and have the conversation with me of the fact that I was trans. Mm-hmm. Uh, because clearly I was not coming to terms with it myself. Right. She needed to take matters into her own hands. And I was like, oh, that's that feeling. And she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, during this time, all of which I was going to therapy, um, which, which was really good. For the good kind of therapy, the good kind of therapy that I was therapy. that I was trying that I found my therapist was great and <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yes, shut up. My you want to tell that story <clears throat> later when we get into therapy that's on the list. My therapist was great and I and when I told her she was nothing but supportive and. Good. And helped me come to terms with who I was. Um, and and that was really great. So I didn't necessarily have to come out to my partner. She came out for me. Right. She, which was great. Yeah. Um, coming out at work was really hard. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've gone through two jobs since then. Both of which have been relatively difficult one of which was on a military base so i really had to fight to use my pronouns in my name yeah um especially because they're very absolutely and so it's definitely been hard and i and i have not come out to my parents my brother knows a little bit he's not stupid (laughs) but at least not about that other things um, no, my brother's not stupid. He, he's put two and two together at least a little bit. Um, so while he still refers to me as his sister, mm-hmm. he totally recognizes the fact that I'm not female. Right. Um, so he's, he's slowly coming around. Um, but no, I, I think the biggest thing about coming out, if you were looking at coming out to family or friends or yourself, just make sure you have a really good support system. Yeah. And there are people out there. And the, the there are people out there who will support you and love you and who will be there for you. And no if you what. need that person, if you need those people in your life, reach out. We will be those people. Just, you need someone. Um, another great, a great resource is therapy. If, if you ever are looking for help on trying to figure out yourself or something. A therapist is really great. There are very far and few in between therapists that are okay with it though, especially in Texas. So just make sure that you find one that's the right fit for you. Yeah. Support Support groups are great. Um, There are quite a few that are around our area that are awesome. Reach out. Support groups are awesome. When you can make time to go to them. Yes. <laughs> I'm really bad about that. But <clears throat> I am going to therapy every two weeks. Um, and I highly recommend therapy to everyone, not just trans people. No, therapy is great. Even if you don't think you need it, you need it. Go to therapy. Yeah, we're all kind of fucked up. Absolutely. We're all really fucked up. <laughs> um, no, so coming out, I feel like it's not is not as necessary as some people think it is. Yeah. You are by no means obligated 
to tell your parents that's what I or your friend you are by no means obligated to tell your parents or your friends or your co-workers or your boss and if it's a requirement such as a boss tell them confidentially in a very polite way demand respect yeah I um <clears throat> I tried that <laughs> and it didn't work for my my old boss I actually got him written up not not on purpose, because that's not my goal or my intention by any means. Um, but he decided to out you to everybody, correct? Yeah, he outed me, but he also straight up told me that he refused to call me Brandon. And he refused to acknowledge the fact that I um, was going to be using he, him pronouns. Um, and my parents said the same thing, and so did my brother. So, I mean, and, I, and I've come to the conclusion, like what you were saying, for my specific situation, that my son knows he supports me. He calls me Brandon. Well, he calls me mom, but he also calls me Brandon. Um, he uses and he, him pronouns. Absolutely. And that's, that's the only family member in my life who I care to have their blessing. Absolutely. Um, everyone else. At least one family member. Yeah. Everyone else, I've just decided that. I'm not even, I mean, I'm going to show up to a family reunion in five years and have a full face beard and they're, Absolutely. they're not going to know who I am. Um, I think that out of everything, know that you're not limited in how many times you come out either. That's you, true. Your, your gender, your sexuality, your being is allowed to evolve and grow. You're allowed to evolve. Your your gender is allowed to evolve. Your sexuality is allowed to evolve. Never forget that. If you've come out once to everybody and then realize that that no longer fits you, you're allowed to come and get out again. And that by no means belittles your identity anymore. Like when I came out as trans originally, I went full masculine everything and tried to be as cis as I possibly could mm -hmm. whereas now I, I definitely think that I fall way more into the non-binary I would agree with that I mean obviously it's not my decision to make but but you knowing see, you and absolutely. seeing you I absolutely agree I I definitely have more masculine characteristics than your typical cis female but I'm also a lot softer mm-hmm um, than your cisgender male. And I'm fine without having a label. Labels don't necessarily mean the world to me, and I'm fine just being whatever and not having to explain myself to anybody. Yeah. And just Which remember that. And you have people who love you and support you too. and Absolutely. Support whoever you are. So. And so... <clears throat> I guess to wrap things up, I just want to say you are o you are always welcome to reach out to us. Um, you can reach us at our email, which is everqueerpod at gmail. Email us questions, comments, concerns. If you need support, reach out to us. Mm -hmm. We will happily be a support system for you. If you don't have two trans dads, you do now. Absolutely. And, and never forget that.
as well as we also have Instagram, Everqueer, Twitter, Everqueer, Snapchat, Snapchat, Everqueer, everywhere. Um, but yeah, and we're looking at, at posting every two weeks, and mm-hmm. and seeing how it goes. But again, just remember, you're not alone. You always have a support system somewhere, guys. Yep. That's it. So, I guess with that, uh, we're going to be signing off for today. So, have a lovely week. Keep your yikes moments in your notes. Send them to us. Yes, please send them to us. Um, and reach you can out. use any of our social media Absolutely. for those, too. Reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Please rate, review, and subscribe. All that fun jazz. And we will see you here next time. Bye. Adios.